This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You want the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, all right. What's up, everybody? Glad we could do this. This is our first Start Sit Friday show, right, where we kind of go over all your questions. We're going to uh, try our best to like help you out this week, week thirteen, week fourteen. We're, we're trying to get into the playoffs here. Okay, yeah. Great. What's up? I see you guys in the comments. Appreciate you guys joining. Um, let's get into it. La Stoner, what's up? Um, we we want to talk. We we have a few things to talk about. Okay, first we want to talk about last night's game. Okay, so let's talk about that real quick. Um, what what I want to say first of all is like James Cook, dude. Yeah. James Cook, like that was a little bit of a surprise for me, and I think, I think that was the, I think that was like the surprise of the night, right? The story of the night is James Cook, and yeah. he took a big leap in playing time, um, you know, from the get in this game. He played one less snap than Devin Singletary. He ran three more routes than Singletary. That was a surprise for me. He had twenty touches compared to uh, 15 opportunities for a Singletary. One more carry than him, four more targets. He caught all, he caught all six of his targets, by the way. And yeah. this is a big deal. Like, he was efficient. He went over 100 scrimmage yards. He had 18% target share. This is literally what we've been waiting for, for James Cook. Um, and that's six catches on six targets on only 16 routes run. So that's 37.5 target rate, you know, on a per-route basis. Um, yeah. And you look at what James Cook has done this year overall, like in the past game, two yards per route run. So that's third among all running backs with at least 50 routes run. So interesting situation here in Buffalo, right? Naheem Hines, the Naheem Hines trade was a little bit of a distraction. <laughs> it yeah. seems like, you know, from James Cook, like people dropped James Cook and all that. And now Hines was on the field too for 31% of snaps. So a three-way snap share isn't good, but hopefully this performance by James Cook moves him into the driver's seat of this backfield. Like we can't really have a three-way snap share here if we're going to expect some fantasy friendliness moving forward. Yeah. I, I don't think Nile Hines is going to do anything at this point. You know, he, he had negative yardage on his two carries. I caught one pass for 21 yards. But outside of that, there wasn't much going on. Devin Singletary, he looked like Devin Singletary. You know, he had like 50 yards. He scored that touchdown. That kind of saved him. If James Cook scored that touchdown, we'd be having – an even bigger conversation about him. But, you know, that's just how it went. It's still a big deal with James Cook because he looked really good. And as soon as you think you have it, you know, figured out, you know, the, the Bills trade for Naeem Hines, you figure, okay, James Cook isn't going to be a factor the rest of the season. Nope. Fantasy guys have a way of flipping that on your head. James Cook, he, he looked really good. This is exactly what we expected from him. You know, if he got the touches, this is what we expected him to do. I was hoping maybe a touchdown would come out of it, but it was actually a pretty boring game overall. Like, compared to what it could have been. I, I thought it was pretty boring. But um, James Cook, man, yeah, like, like you said, he had a 14 carry, 64 yards. I think he had a long, he had a 28-yard carry there, like, early on in the game. I, I remember I was sitting there, and I saw him break off that 28-yard run. I was, like, running my waiver wire. I was like, is he on the waiver wire? Is he on the waiver wire? Like, and he was there in one of my leagues, and I was like, I, I was setting, setting some waiver claims last night, even though it was late. But, um, yeah, I, I think about maybe ha- adding him moving forward because it looks like he's going to have a little bit more workload moving forward. He definitely earned some time, and I think he deserves to be in at least a 50-50 snap share um, with Devin Singletary. Hell, yeah. Um, what what kind of sucks is that, you know, there were two goal line snaps in this game. Hines got one of them. Singletary got the other. Um, yeah. You know, these all these running backs also split third downs. They split two-minute snaps. They're kind of being used interchangeably, at least last night. Um, so hopefully we get some more clarity next week. 
Yeah. But we'll I, see how that goes. I think even if it is a hot hand approach, you know, he could still have weeks like this. You know what I'm saying? Like it's possible. That seems to be the way they're employing it. I mean, even though Devin Singletary has been the most consistent one, you know, out of all of them, I think James Cook, we saw it last night, has the upside um, advantage over Devin Singletary. Definitely. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, just wanted to point him out real quick. He's starting to pop a little bit. Five catches for 44 yards early in the third quarter, and then he got hurt and came back. Uh, but five catches for 44 yards in a game where, like, Allen threw only two passes in the fourth quarter. So something to pay attention to uh, because it seems like he's getting a little bit of a, a bump in route participation over the last two games. Um, yeah. We saw what he did on Thanksgiving. That was his highest route participation of the season. Um, you know, he's not super trustable, you know, moving forward, but he's worth rostering at this point in 12-team or deeper PPR leagues. Um, Ramondre Stevenson. Relatively quiet night for his standards, um, you know, but he played on 98% of snaps. He yeah. ran a route on 89% of dropbacks. Absolutely ridiculous. That's insane for a running back. And it sucks that the production, you know, didn't follow, but this usage is absolutely amazing. Um, you know, if yeah. Jamie Harris misses another game, he's a top five play once again next week against the Cardinals. Um, you know, like he could have had a much bigger game, you know, given the yeah. usage. However, you know, it is what it is. It happens. He's gonna he was gonna have a down game at some point this season. This was that down game. And is it that bad of a down game? You know, I'm not upset, you know, as upset as I would be, you know, if he put up like a four or five point performance. That's not the case at all. You know, he still put up in PPR format 13.8 points. So it's not like he left you out to dry completely. The usage has been phenomenal all year. You know, you said the 98% snap share. That's not gonna change. He's pretty much like we said. We talked about that yesterday on the podcast, or was it the day before, about his floor just being, you know, really secure and really high. We're seeing that, you know, every week now, even against the Bills defense that was shutting them down most of the night. Um, I know Mac Jones wasn't happy with the play call. You know, they thought they were giving, they were running the ball a little bit too much. If you saw that uh, video they have of him on the sideline yelling. Yep. But um, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, he was doing his part. You know, even though he it was 10 carries for 54 yards, it's still five yards to carry. Things just weren't going right for the Patriots offense last night. And, even when things are going poorly, you know, Ramondre Stevenson, he's still going to come through for you. I was a little bit worried about Jacoby Myers, you know, not getting a full-time role in his first, you know, not first game. He didn't miss the week before, but because of the injury, like he, him being a little limited, and that's kind of what happened. Only 63% rap participation, his production suffered because of it. Hopefully in week third, week 14, you should be all right, and you yeah. should be good to go. Um, okay, guys, I got, let's – how about this, Zach? We got a bunch of questions in the chat right now. Why yeah. don't we go over a few of these questions first and then get into our underdog picks and then come back to questions? Yeah. How's that sound? Uh, I think that's good? the best. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. All right. Let's do. So Jason M, his first question is this. Would you play Tua over Jimmy G this week? Yes. I've yes. said a million times yes. That's, yes. that's not much of a question for me. Yeah. Despite – I get it. 49ers defense – you know, mm-hmm. tough, but Tua still has Tyreek. He sells Jalen Waddle. They're, they're going to be doing his thing. <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw a Mike McDaniel, like, you know, he was mic'd up this past week, and there was a, so many, like, audio clips coming from him. Yeah. It was awesome. And, like, one of the drives, he was just like, guys, I think I'm going to pass it on every drive, or every play on this drive. And that's <laughs> what you want, like, from your head coach. It's like, you know, he's willing to do that if if that's the case, you know? Yeah. Um, for a fantasy so, perspective, that's awesome. And we've seen it. that. They've been a pass-first offense the whole season. Lucas Arrakis is asking Jamal Williams, Pierce, or Pittman, pick two. So Jamal Williams is definitely in for me. Yep. And then between Pierce and Pitt and Pittman, if this is a PPR league, I'm going to go Pittman. And if this is a non-PPR or half-point PPR, I'm going to go Pierce because of the good matchup against Cleveland. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree with you there. Okay. I think that would make sense. I mean, it's close kind of for me for Pierce just because the matchup isn't bad, but, you know, the game script has been killing Damian Pierce recently. And it looks like the Browns might be going up, you know, in this one too. So it's possible. I think, I think Pittman's my pick. Over Pittman Pierce. Over, over Pierce. And okay. definitely gotcha. Jamal Williams. Yeah. Jamal Williams is in. Tejas is asking, dude, I will not even pronounce yeah, your last name. <laughs> um, I, I would, I would normally, um, but I, I'm not going to right now. Uh, who do you guys like as a flex rest of season in PPR? Uh, Marquise Brown, Juju, or Christian Watson. I think the safest bet here is Marquise Brown moving mm-hmm. forward. Um, you know, all these guys are great. Like if, if I have to make this decision every single week for the rest of the year, I'm probably going to lose. 
uh, <laughs> because I'm going to make the wrong decision yeah. all the time. And I'm assuming your trade deadline's up, so you can't even do like a two for one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Marquise Brown is probably going to be the mainstay uh, in my lineup every week um, moving forward. But, yeah. you know, between Christian Watson and Juju, like right now, I got to play Christian Watson. Um, mm-hmm. And I totally understand the matchup that, you know, the Chiefs have this week against the Bengals. Um, you know, this is a high scoring game. You want as many guys as you can in that matchup. But Christian Watson, man, six touchdowns in three games. He's really, really hard to bench right now. So yeah. I would say, you know, obviously this week, I think I'm, I'm going to play Christian Watson over Juju. Marquise Brown's on a bye. The following week, like, if what if Christian Watson scores another touchdown this week? It's like, are you considering him over Marquise Brown after that? I've, I, that's what I'm considering this right now in my head right now. I'm thinking, you know, Christian Watson, he has that touchdown upside. I don't think he's touchdown dependent, even though he's benefiting from an outlier number of touchdowns. You know, oh, not, I, I, I made this easier for you. He's on by week 14. <laughs> oh, Christian, yeah. So, okay. So, and then after that, you know, Christian Watson has the Rams, Miami, and Minnesota, which is some good matchups right there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. I'm kind of considering Christian Watson here. I mean, if I want to go for upside every week, I I think it would be Christian Watson just because he's really the only target there in that passing game. And he looked good with Aaron Rodgers. And on that one or two drives with Jordan Love, he was fine. So I I think you don't have to worry about him. I don't think he's going to be catching six touchdowns. I think he had six touchdowns on 11 catches these past three weeks, which obviously is a bit of an outlier. But I think he can continue to score touchdowns because he's really the best threat in that offense. And he doesn't – it's not like – it's just because he's the only receiver in the offense that he's doing well. He's a very good talent. You know, he's super. Also, athletic. you have Marquise Brown. You know, when Christian Watson comes back from his bye in Week 15, Marquise Brown is playing Denver in Denver. So yeah, maybe that makes the decision easier to go Christian Watson there. Yeah, uh, you look at the matchups too. You know, if you pull them up, I think it would support Christian yeah. Watson probably. The bottom line for me is I'm not really considering Juju Juju over either of these guys. He's got it done for you. You know, the past couple of weeks outside, you know, after the injury and he came back quietly. But those three weeks before that where he put up like 20-some fantasy points each week, um, that's really his ceiling, I think. L.A. Stoner is asking, do I drop Najee? I need a tight end streamer, and I have Njoku. I don't want to drop Najee, dude. No. You is know, good- he, might be, he might be back next week, maybe the week after. Mm-hmm. And would you, was- just, would you just straight up drop Njoku to pick up a tight end or no? Drop Njoku? <laughs> I think you give him a shot. Deshaun Watson's back. I want to see how he plays. You know, he's out. He's out. But I guess if if you have nobody else, okay. So if you have Najoku and he's your only tight end, I would drop Najoku before I drop Najee because Najee was coming. He looked like he was getting back in the shape, in the yeah. form. You know, the past few weeks before he went down with the injury, and he should be back or he could be back. You know, relatively soon. So I wouldn't drop him. Someone would scoop him up right off the waiver wire right away because that's consistent I, I, production even I, though it hasn't been it's good. this is a tough situation i'm hoping that there's somebody else that you can drop stoner honestly yeah. like i don't want to drop Najoku either because if he's back next week you have you potentially have a top five tight end right so it's like i don't want to drop him either so i'm looking for yeah. somebody else maybe your your least valuable wide receiver maybe you yeah. drop that player that wide that's what i would try to get that's what i do with wide receivers they tend to be not as valuable because there's so many of them so like, and that they could be liable to go off any week. You could probably drop a wide receiver. I think I'm not sure who you have, but I wouldn't drop either of these guys. Njoku just because the upside's there, and we saw Najee kind of coming on. So I would keep I, both of them. I, I agree, and I would say you know if I had to pick a tight end streamer that's available in a lot of leagues, I would say Tyler Conklin going up against Minnesota this yeah. week. He's in a, he, he's available in a lot of leagues, and I feel like he could have a good game. The target share might redistribute a little bit. We only saw one game with Mike White, and all the targets went towards Garrett Wilson. Um, yeah. And then everybody else had like three or, three or four targets, not even four targets, I think. Um, yeah. So it's possible that Conklin can do his thing. His rap participation was around 70 71% last week, uh, and it's stayed consistent over the past couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, hopefully that helps. Let's get to one more question, and then we're going to go into some underdog pickums, and then the rest of the podcast we're just going to hit question after question after question. Okay, yeah. um, Ethan's asking, would you go Isaiah Pacheco or Rashad White this week? Now, let me just kind of explain what's going on with these two guys this week. Mm-hmm. Jarek McKinnon, he hasn't practiced over the last couple of weeks. He has a, a couple of days. I'm sorry, he has a hamstring injury. He might not play this week. Right. Okay. Leonard, uh, and then you have Melvin Gordon 
who the Chiefs signed to the practice squad, you have to assume with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out, with Jared McKinnon potentially out, they're going to bring up Melvin Gordon. Melvin mm-hmm. Gordon, regardless, will likely play ahead of Ronald Jones. So yeah. is it possible that you have Pacheco playing the Pacheco role, which is the early down role, and then you have Melvin Gordon kind of playing that passing down role like he was in Denver um, over the past couple of years and him playing that Jared McKinnon role? It is possible. Now, it's also possible that Pacheco gets all the work, right? And if yeah. that's the case, you know, Pacheco is an RB1 play, but we just don't know that. Now, mm-hmm. Rashad White, Leonard Fournette practiced in full yesterday. So that means that this is probably going to be a 50-50 split at best for, yeah. Rashad, for Rashad White. I'm personally leading Pacheco by this much. By I would I would say I'm leaning White by this much, which is fun. There you go. Cause... So, Ethan, good luck. <laughs> no, and let me just let me just say this. You talk about I, I think Melvin Gordon does get called up. You know, I think he contributes immediately. I think that he's gonna just enter that rotation. I mean, Jared McKinney, you know, he's a pass catcher, but he's not like one of those difference making pass catchers. He's just that's his forte, you know. So if he misses, Melvin Gordon can come in and kind of fill that role. You know, he has pass catching chops enough to be able to do that. And he can actually run the ball a little bit too. Um, the Chiefs have been notorious for not really sticking with a running back these past few seasons, especially with Patrick Mahomes. They don't have a need to either. The thing for me is I think White has shown enough and that there's enough momentum around him that even if Leonard Fournette comes back, you know, he's going to get at the end of the day, if you want to talk about weighted opportunity, you know, between, you know, receptions being worth more than uh, rushes and targets, you know, targets being worth more than rushes. I think that he's going to get more in weighted opportunity than uh, Pacheco's going to because Pacheco might get 15, 16 carries and maybe a target here or there, but Rashad White might get eight or nine carries with five or six targets on top of that. I would go with White. That's just me. This is I, I, I love this debate here because I'm going to disagree with you on a couple of things. I'm going to disagree with you on the fact that Isaiah, that Rashad White has shown enough, and I, I don't think he has. I think with the opportunity that he's received, I don't think anything popped out of the page. I, I watched that game, and I just didn't see a lot. Now, he had that one big run early in the game, and after that, that was pretty much it. Now, he was extremely reliable in the pass game, which was good. He yeah. caught all, of his, all nine of his targets, which is impressive. Did he do a whole lot with those targets? No. And with Fournette coming back, does he lose the first crack at the goal line? Is that going to be Fournette's gig? Is that going to be Rashad White? There's a little bit of unknown there. At least with Kansas City, you know, what I'm hoping for here is like, this is a really high scoring game. So I do want to get as many people as I can, many players as I can into my lineup. So that's the reason why I leave Pacheco here. Now, it's close. If, If I'm not mistaken, I have these guys Back to back in my rankings. I'm gonna check that real quick. Yeah, I think I do. I would check that. Let's see. Let's see. I and I just redid my rankings a couple, maybe an hour ago or so. So let's let's check that out. Uh, no, I don't. I have uh, Pacheco at 18, and I have Rashad White at 21 this week, and I have Leonard Fournette down at 29. Yeah. Um. So, so I have you- both. I have both these guys as the top 30 running back. Uh, top 30 running backs. But you know, I think that it's going to be potentially like. I would say 12 to 15 touches for each White and Fournette, I would yeah. say. So with White ranked over, um, not Pacheco, Fournette, do you yeah. anticipate him getting more like weighted opportunity overall, you know, in terms of the Between targets? him and Fournette? Yeah. Yeah, I think he gets a start this week. Mm-hmm. And I think, because I don't think he did anything to lose that, because he got the start before the bye. Right yeah. and before that bye in, in, I think it was Germany, right? He got the start there. Yep. So that was with Fournette healthy. So that, to me, tells me that they were already thinking about doing that. I don't think he did anything to lose that. So I think he'll get the start. I think he'll be preferred in a lot of options. I think if I had to guess what the snap count will be, it'll be 55-45 towards Rashad White, I would say. Yeah. That, that sounds reliable. I, I think yeah. I just think about, you know, the role being there, the, the receiving role is much more secure with White. I mean, I guess it also depends if it's a PPR league because I'm talking about these guys like everyone plays PPR. Um most people play PPR, but if it's standard, maybe I would go with Pacheco. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, that was a great conversation. Let's go to another, a couple more star sets before I get into the um, underdog. Alex Martinez is asking, Flex 1, Gus Edwards, Jalen Warren, or Jeff Wilson? It looks like Najee's going to be out. Jalen Warren had two full practices this week so far. Gus Edwards looking like he's good to go. He got a couple full practices last week. He was the main running back. I have a question. Do you think it's possible? It's going to be weird. 
<laughs> that uh, what's his name comes back this week. Um, the running back for the Ravens. What's his name? Hello, J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins. It's possible he did. It's he possible. was in the practice field. He could be a surprise active this mm-hmm. week. So that's keep that a, in mind. Yeah, if you're thinking about Gus this week, that's going to change your recommendation a lot. This is kind of what I'm looking at. Is it is is it crazy to say, you know, you you start Warren? Is it no? I don't think it I is. actually look at Jeff have, Wilson's matchup. Right? I know. Like, I actually have Warren ranked at 19 this week. Yeah, and so also I have with, him ranked above these both these guys this with week. Jeff Wilson. He has a bad matchup, but how about Gus Edwards? He also has a bad matchup. This is the Broncos' defense, you know, and obviously they looked a little bit more human against the Panthers of all teams, you know, but. These are two tough matchups and guys that don't have really, you know, assured workloads. If Najee doesn't play, Warren should be, you know, at least an RB2. Because yeah, I would say they, so. they, they use their running backs. He, and he, he hasn't looked bad. Now, I would say this isn't that tough of a matchup for Gus Edwards because the Broncos haven't been good against the run. But it's like, can will they be able to move the ball? Yeah. I, I would hope that Lamar will be able to move the ball a little bit, you know, through, you know, on the ground and all that. Um, but <laughs> there's some risk here. J.K. Dobbins yeah. potentially being there. But I'll say this. Gus Edwards isn't really involved in the passing game. Warren will be. He already had the passing down role, you know, with uh, Najee healthy. So yeah. that plus Najee's role, that means a three-down role potentially for Warren this week. Decent matchup. I think I'm going Warren this week. Yeah, okay. I think I'll go with Warren too. All right. Awesome. Phillip's asking, oh, do I start Hayden Hurst with Najoku likely not playing? I'm also starting Jamar Chase. I picked up Conklin too. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I, I understand not wanting to play two players from the same team, but I think mm-hmm. I'm still going Hurst over Conklin this week. In, in this matchup, I think yeah. it's fine because this is, like I said, for me with the Chiefs and Bengals, this borders on start everyone territory because this is just fantasy gold in terms of matchups. I agree. I agree. David Rodada is asking, who should I start in PPR? Rashad White, Kyron Williams, Pacheco, or Zay Jones in the flex? Pick one. So I think we already talked about this. It was yeah. going to be between P- Pacheco and Rashad White. I'm going Pacheco. Zach's going Rashad White. Yeah. You're not starting Kyron over either of these guys, correct? No, definitely not Kyron Williams. The offense is just terrible. Perfect. <laughs> this is a tough one from Alex. Alex Sandoval. What's up, dude? Chris Godwin or Kenneth Walker at the flex? That is tough. I like Kenneth Walker, but I think Chris Godwin has just been on such a tear with the targets, and the, he's catching all of these targets. And the, like we said, the production has caught up a little bit. I might go Chris Godwin. That that's that's me. I don't know. For, that's I, first I, take. That's right off the top of my head. I, I gotta think. We get. I I don't know what I'm doing. I, I think I'm going with the running back. Um, that's 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 tough, man. Let me see who, where I have these guys ranked because when, is, when I rank when I rank these guys, so I have Kenneth Walker at eight nineteen, and I have Godwin at twenty two in my flex ranking. So the reason why I like Kenneth Walker this week, I think he has a higher chance of scoring. Number one, mm-hmm. number two, I think he's going to get volume this week because I I think they're going to be able to handle the Rams pretty easily, right? So I think he's going to get at least twenty touches in this game. Right. Um, so if I think he's going to get 20 touches, if I think he has a better chance of scoring and Aaron Donald's out, I kind of like him more. So yeah, Aaron, I'm going to lean Kenneth Walker. Aaron Donald being out is, you know, a, a big thing. But also the fact that this offense is bad for Los Angeles. And if they go up, I guess you're right. He could just get the carries to solve away the game. And we've seen him do that in games where he's the closer. In his first two games, if you remember, like he had two long touchdowns um, at the end of games. Kenneth Walker is good. I think Chris Godwin is also very good. I don't think you're going to go wrong with either of them. Safer floor in PPR, probably Chris Godwin. Yeah, that's why I went with Godwin. I mean, I kind of favor receivers when it comes to my flex. I don't really put running backs in there because sometimes they just have that And that's also because you play exclusively full PPR. Yeah. As do I. (laughs) (laughs) Rafael Araka is asking, uh, Burrow or Fields? Uh, This one's pretty easy for me. I'm going Joe Burrow. Yeah. I feel like there's too many questions, and Justin Fields is now down. You know his top weapon, or what is pretty much his top weapon. You know, Darnell was good, but he wasn't having insane production. But Burrow in the against the Chiefs, yeah, there's no reason yeah. to start Fields over Burrow this week. Not this week. Um, in this matchup, it's like a, a ridiculous. It could go up to like 35 to like 38. Like I can see that yeah. game ending that way, like e- easily. Feels and, like you know. I I think I'm sorry to cut you off, but like no, Mooney, like 
Mooney isn't like he didn't have the, like the crazy production, but he added a, an element to the offense where defenses had to account for him. And yeah. so I think that that that's the part that matters more to me and than anything else. We have to see how they use Fields coming off the injury. We know he practiced in full, right? So it's not Fields like practiced in full yesterday. He yeah. practiced in full. I wonder if his willingness to run is going to be changed at all. I don't. It's not like it was a scary injury or anything. It's not like you remember Dax with the ankle, and then that would you know mess you up. But he's still young, and obviously, I wonder if it's going to change the design run usage that he was getting before this. You know, if that design run goes away, it's just scrambles. His rushing upside could kind of fall, but we'll see. I like the rushing upside that he had. He still has the rushing upside, but I want to see how it's used. There's just a little uncertainty there that makes Joe Burrow a pretty easy pick. No, I hear you. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's get into some underdog picks, guys. So if you guys don't know what underdog is, underdog is a an awesome site, awesome platform where you can go and you can choose pickums to win some money. Okay, they have these multipliers where you can, as you can see on my screen here, if you're watching it on YouTube, higher or lowers on all these different picks. Lamar Jackson, higher or lower than 10 rushing attempts. Um, Mark Andrews, higher or lower than 58 and a half receiving yards. Deontay Johnson, higher or lower than five receptions. They have all of these different higher or lower pickums that you can choose from. And then you basically, you know, put them all together. Uh, you can choose two, three, four, or five of these pickums, you put them all into one entry and you can, you can basically multiply your money. So, you know, if you put in, you know, 20 bucks into one entry, you get three of them, right? You're going to six extra money. You're going to make 120 bucks off of that. If you put in four picks, you'll turn that 20 bucks into 200 bucks. You'll 10 extra money. And if you choose five picks, you'll end up 20 Xing your money. If you get all of them, right. Okay. So uh, $20 will turn into $400. So, as of right now, if you use the code UPPERHAND um, on Underdog and you haven't signed up yet, your first deposit will be doubled up to $100. Okay, so this is a great time to sign up. And we're going to go over a few of the picks that we like for this week. And you guys might get a little bit mad. Okay, because there's yeah. one particular guy that you guys are getting mad at me about yep. this week. Okay? I know who you're talking about. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. That's Saquon Barkley. Okay. Saquon Barkley, um, you know, his his line right here is set at 96 and a half rushing plus receiving yards. And I think you guys know where I'm going with this. And I'm going with the lower on this one. You gotta be okay? careful for us. You're gonna build up a reputation as Saquon Hayden. <laughs> no, I mean listen, I'm listen, man. I'm the opposite of how many videos that I create saying telling people to draft Saquon this year. Yeah. Um but he had 35 carries for 152 yards and a touchdown against Houston. But against Seattle the week before that in week eight, 20 carries for 53 yards, nine yards receiving. Against Detroit two weeks ago, 15 carries for 22 yards, 13 yards receiving. Against Dallas last week, 11 carries for 39 yards, 13 yards receiving. You know, they didn't have the most, uh, didn't have most of their offensive line last week. Yes. Yeah. But we don't know if Evan Neal is back this week. We don't know if John Feliciano will be cleared. Even though he's not that great, but this is a good Washington run defense, giving up only 3.6 yards per carry to running backs over the last four weeks. The third, they're also giving up the le third least receiving yards to running backs this year. So I think at 96 and a half, I'm going to go under on the scrimmage yards. And I feel, I will feel more confident in Saquon overall if some of these offensive linemen are back this week, mm -hmm. which can be the case, which they're going to need against this front seven. So we'll have to wait and see. Still, 
I think 96 and a half is a big number, yeah. I would say. It is a big number. And, you know, I don't think it's crazy to put him at lower either just because this Washington team has been, you know, really good, actually, <laughs> the past few weeks. And they've come on. The defense is looking more like what they want it to look like. You know, they invested all those first-round picks in the front line. It's starting to look like that now. So they haven't allowed a lot on the ground at all these past few weeks. And like you said, with the 3.7 yards of carry. And Saquon's in a cold spell. You know, this is just like the perfect matchup to pick the lower. I, I think... You know, at first glance, you think, oh, it's Saquon against Washington. But Washington is six and one in the last few games. They've kept them close and they've kept them low scoring. I mean, outside of the Eagles game, obviously. But that was that was just a weird game overall. So I, th- I think that Saquon should probably be lower. He might score touchdowns. That's fine. But I, I think fine. that he's having some trouble, you know, getting those scrimming, scrimmage yards racked up. And that could easily continue against Washington. You know, it's funny. Washington hasn't allowed a ton of receiving yards to running backs, but I think they've allowed like six receiving touchdowns or something like that to running backs. So like maybe hopefully that's if you have Saquon, hopefully that's how he ends up scoring right. this week. All right. So let's move on to the other team in New York. That's Mike White. OK, Mike White, 32 and a half passing passing attempts. I like the higher on that number. Um, he threw 28 passes last week. That was in a 31 to 10 game against the Bears. So now in a more competitive game against the Vikings, and also the Vikings are really good against the run. They're terrible against the pass. I would assume that their game plan is going to be more so through the air. So against the Vikings, I think he passes that 32 and a half passing attempts pretty easily, I would say. Yeah, I think he passes that with flying colors, too. He threw 28 passes in a monsoon. You know, it was pouring down in New York. And now he's going to a nice indoor stadium and against a really bad pass defense. You know, they're going to be taking care of that all day. And even, you know, you don't really have to worry about the pass attempts you know, kind of being low because obviously they're going to throw on them anyway if it's a competitive game. But if they go down, which I'm not anticipating, but there's a chance, you know, it's still Mike White. If they go down, they're still going to have him sling it. It's just going to be throwing the ball downfield. So I think that's an easy overpick, higher pick, I should say. Yeah, no, I would say so. Um, And I'm going to stick with the same game. Look at Garrett Wilson's receiving total here. 58 and a half. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you go with the over on this one too? I, I feel like you have to. If, if Mike White's going to be throwing more than 30 passes, you know, then Garrett Wilson has to be getting seven or eight targets, you know, at least. So, All right, so I, we're st- I think we're stacking this one here. All right. So yeah. we're stacking this one. He, he had a 29% target share, you know, from, from Mike White last week. Minnesota's given up the most receiving yards to wide receivers this year. This just makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. That one kind of goes hand in hand. It's a no-brainer. So the, my, my number one ranked running back this week, Nick Chubb, going up against the Texans. And like we talked about a lot this week, we think that their game plan is going to be literally just try to run the ball down their throats, as they should. Yeah. But Nick Chubb's line here is at 91 and a half rushing yards. I'm going higher on this one against the Texans. I think that makes sense. We talked about, you know, take all the pressure, as much pressure off Deshaun Watson as you can. Your quarterback hasn't played in two years. (laughs) And he's playing against his old team. Don't put it on his back. It's going to be on Nick Chubb's shoulders you know, to take, to take those carries and just make something on the offense. But he hasn't had – oh, he did have a 100-yard game last week. Okay. I was going to say he hasn't had a 100-yard game in a while. But – Yeah, it has to felt like that since before last week, it felt like he had a couple down games for yeah, sure. Yeah, and it was. So I think it's interesting. I think he has no problem, you know, rushing against this defense. This defense has been abysmal against the run. And this is Nick Chubb. Like, we've called him a couple times on this podcast, you know, the best pure runner. And the best pure runner with a, nine, with a line of 91 um, rushing yards – yeah, I, I'm taking over on that in this matchup. Higher. I yeah. Say. Again, yeah. higher. Let's go higher. Let's go higher, baby. Okay. Um, let's see. Who else do I have? Dude, Christian Kirk, man. I, I, I Like I said, he Christian Kirk has won me a lot of money this year, mm-hmm. and I'm going with the higher again on him against Detroit, who's been one of the worst slot defenses in the NFL. Sixty. I just posted a video on him on Instagram this morning. 61 and a half receiving yards uh, is his line right now, and I'm going higher on that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they've just been terrible. Like, this is a high-scoring game, right? Fifth yeah. worst defense against slot wide receivers over the last eight weeks the Lions have been. So he's got it done in good matchups. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So now... <laughs> what is this, McDonald's? Ha- I'm loving it. Uh, you ha- so you have these five guys here uh, in, in my entry. Saquon, Mike White, Garrett Wilson, Nick Chubb, and Christian Kirk. If I get all these right and I put in 20 bucks as my entry amount, I'm going to get 400 bucks paid out that's a 20x return um you can also turn on insurance too 
if you turn on insurance, you're allowed to get one of these wrong, but your payout becomes less. So instead of 20x, you'll become you'll go down to 10x. But hey, you get the the leeway of getting one of these guys, one of these picks wrong. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna cancel out all of these five. I have a couple more for you guys. Just want to kind of get into some more that I like. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown, over 76 and a half receiving yards. Same game, high scoring, close game. I like Amon Ross to go over. Traylon Burks, over 42 and a half. Like that, that seems kind of low to me personally. Now, I yeah. understand that he's going up against Philly, but on the low, the Eagles have given up the ninth most receiving yards to wide receivers over the last four weeks. So if you're right. like a little worried about starting Traylon Burks this week, I don't think I'd be that worried about it. You know, I think, you know, he's gotten the target share. He's looked good. He's put up the numbers over the last couple of weeks. He's hustling. Like, I feel like he, like, that's how he got that touchdown last week yeah. for you. He <laughs> did it for you and your fantasy team. Um, so 42 and a half, I feel like that's kind of a no brainer to me. Yeah, um, I think so. And, and imagine just a comment. Two yeah. things. One about Traylon Burks picking up that touchdown. Imagine if you were, had Traylon Burks and you were playing against Derrick Henry. That would be the <laughs> ultimate troll Ooh, play. But um, love it. with, with Traylon Burks, it. the past two weeks, he's had catches over 42 yards each of the past two weeks. If I'm not mistaken, he's had two 50 yard catches, I think, one each week. So he can go over that in one play. Now, I'm not saying yeah. it's going to happen again, but this is the type of offense we're dealing with. You know, the targets have been quality, even though they might not be you know in excess you know he's had eight targets and six targets past few weeks but he doesn't need that much he he's a, an explosive playmaker so i think that's a really easy line to pick the higher on we talked about kenneth walker already and how they're going to control this game i see this 18 and a half rushing attempt total here and i'm going higher on that i think he hits the 20 20 rushing attempt threshold just because of the fact that i think the seahawks going to be controlling this game throughout yeah I mean, if you can't run away from the Rams' offense, then there's serious problems in Seattle. But we know they have too many playmakers. There's just too too much explosive firepower on the Seahawks' offense for that to know, you know, be the case where they can't get away from. Them. They're going to be up and they're going to be just in control of the game the whole time. Kenneth Walker is going to be the guy that's going to salt it away. And I wouldn't be surprised, like I said, to see him rip off a long run um, at some point because he's just going to be <laughs> salting the game away the whole time. And he's he's done that a couple times already this season. I, you know, we're going to be going over just a couple more picks from, from underdog here. Just want to kind of to tell you the, uh, a few of the plays that I like, a few more plays I like, and then we're going to get right back into Q&A, guys, okay, uh, into some start sick questions. But Brandon Ayuk, again, four receptions, <laughs> you know, the over, under, the higher, lower here. And I'm going to go over, like, Debo's banged up, right? He hasn't practiced this week. Uh, Ayuk has caught more than four passes in five of his last six games and four of six games with six or more receptions. So, I like the little breathing room that he has there. I know he caught, you know, two touchdowns and less than four catches uh, two weeks ago. But hey, I think he like got it done. I think it was two touchdowns and two catches. I think it was. Yeah, I think yeah. You're right. That was two weeks ago. <laughs> Last week he was good. Um, so I think four receptions against Miami. You know, I think that's a, a gimme, especially if Debo doesn't play. Yeah, I mean the way I'm expecting this, you know, even though the 49ers defense is good, I'm expecting the Dolphins offense to succeed, have some success against this defense. And if that's the case, you know, then the 49ers are going to have to match them. And I think they're p perfectly capable of doing that. Uh, Brent Ayuk, I think that's a good pick. Look at Keenan Allen's line here: 64 and a half receiving yards against the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders have one of the worst slot defenses in the NFL. Every slot receiver who goes up against them just does their thing. Looking Christian Kirk a couple weeks ago. And, you know, this just seems like a really low line for someone like Keenan Allen. So mm -hmm. I'm going I'm going the higher on this one too, dude. It's funny, there's so many – it's so easy to pick the higher, you know, because you have the entire game um, to watch them. <laughs> I try and get to that total. Picking lower yeah, yeah. is just like you could be done on the first drive sometimes, I know. you know? Well, you, you know what the best part of the whole Sunday slate is that you can pick and choose. There's so many to choose from here yeah. that you don't have to pick the lowers, right? Like a lot of guys I don't like, but I'd rather pick the guys I do like. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then choose the hires and those because there's like hundreds of options that you can choose here. So I'm choosing the few that I like, the who yeah. are higher. I mean, I did choose Saquon, so maybe I'm just choosing to be a hater on that one. I don't know. Um, and, <laughs> well, that, and that one, there's actually, you know, there's things at play that will tell you a game, you temper expectations. Anytime you say temper expectations, that's a, it's not that we hate them. It's just you have to think about what the situation is going in the game. Let me ask you a question about Josh Jacobs here. Obviously, bum calf. He practiced in a limited basis the past two weeks. Mm -hmm. He had 300 yards from scrimmage on that bum calf. 90 and a half rushing yards? This is where I don't know if I'd go with the higher. Just because of the injury? I don't know. We'll have to see. But 
in a game against the Chargers, I know they have a bad run defense, but Devontae Terrible. Adams, Devontae Adams is still there. You know, they're still throwing the ball a lot, you know, in, in Las Vegas. I think that they could turn to the receivers a little bit this game. They might, I'm not saying they're going to limit Josh Jacobs, but they might not give him the full amount of work that he had last week. He had what? Th- was it 33 carries last week? If I'm not like, was that what it was? I think that's what I think this, that's what his number was. You check that. Checking it now. He had 33 carries and six catches. <laughs> yeah, so he's not going to get that type of workload. I don't think he had coming 39, off 39 39 touches. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I don't know if he's going to get that workload coming off with an injury like that, having not practiced all week. I don't think he's going to get that. He doesn't need that to get to 90 yards. But if I had to say, is he going to go over 90 rushing yards? Maybe if this was scrimmage yards. It would be an easier pick, but 90 rushing yards. I don't know if I'd do that. Okay. Well, let's say we, I like it. I like Jacobs to go over that, but let's say we don't go, we don't choose Jacobs. The last one I have for you is uh, Paris Campbell to go over 38 and a half receiving yards. It just seems like a low number to me. Like, I get it. Like, Dallas is a good defense, but like, he went over this in five of his last seven games and in five of his six, five of his last six games with Matt Ryan. And yeah. in terms of like defending the slot, Dallas is in the middle of the pack. So I, I, I just feel like this is a low number for him. And since it's so low, I think I'm going to hit the higher on this one. I'd absolutely go with that. I know my Cowboys defense. Unless Trav- Trayvon Diggs is covering him, he's either going to be drawing Anthony Brown, who has been – he's the most average cornerback I've ever seen, and Kelvin Joseph, who is just terrible. Second year, he's just not very good. So I, I think Paris Campbell hits that easily. I think so. Okay, that's pretty much it, guys. So use the code UPPERHAND uh, if you want to sign up with the underdog. Uh, you'll get your first deposit matched up to $100, and uh, hopefully some of these picks hit. All right? That's what I'm hoping for. Okay? Um, yeah. You can download uh, – I'll have the, the link in the description here, but also you can just download the underdog app. You can deposit there or underdogfantasy.com. Either one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get back into the questions, guys. All right. Back to what um, you came for. <laughs> Jason M. is asking, DeAndre Swift or George Pickens at the flex? Uh, this is a good question because Pickens is going up against Atlanta. You know, really good, you know, matchup there. Me personally, though, I like the way that DeAndre Swift is headed right now. Yeah. I, I, I like how he's trending last week, especially the fact that he's not on the injury report this week. I think I'm going Swift here. I, I would have to go Swift, too. And I'm not just agreeing because you said about Swift. I know you've been a little bit tough on Swift, and we've rightfully so, you know, just because the workload has not been there. But like you said, he got that two-minute work back last week. It looked like he was getting some more touches than he usually does. They could be working him back in. You don't want to miss out on Swift once he gets phased all the way back in because we know what he can be. Even though Jamal Williams is there, I think Swift has a good shot and a good matchup against the Jaguars. Pickens, it's just... The passing offense has not been good enough, I think, for me to believe in Pickens' upside over Swift. And at flex, that's really what you shoot for, the upside. I agree. Isaac Gonzalez, what's up, dude? Pacheco or Bam Knight? And I think this is closer than we think it's going to be. Yeah. Who are you going with here? I want to say Pacheco, but I still don't think that's going to be it. it. Do we know, is Michael Carter playing? He's doubtful. He's doubtful. Yeah. So I, I would I would go with I would go Zonovan Knight. I, I I would go Zonovan Knight because I want to see you know if I have him I don't want to leave him on my bench and have him go off. We've seen I what know. Pacheco can do. I think his upside is a little bit limited. Like I said with Pacheco because he just doesn't get the passing work. I mean, I, like you said uh, with sorry, go ahead with McKinnon out, he might get some more targets, but I I don't think that's going to be enough to put him over Zonovan Knight. I think you hit the nail on the head with the fact that Bam Knight has more upside. Yeah. I think he has more upside. Now, will Pacheco get an every down roll? Ugh, man, that's tough. That's tough to say. Like, he's not a good pass protector. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he's going to get that role. I'm not sure. You know, I would assume Melvin Gordon just comes in and takes that role. 
you know, the, away from gonna, McKinnon, basically, you know, at least be involved. So I think Melvin Gordon comes in and gets at least 35% snaps, 40% snaps, which is going to relegate Pacheco back to that early down role. I think. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. I think Ben Knight has more upside. So I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this call. I'm going to defer yeah. to you on this one. All right. LA Stoner, another question. Patterson, Bam Knight, or Warren as RB2? Um, I, I like I like Warren as the safest play here, but I think Zonovan Knight has the most upside. Yeah. And you'd be tempted to put Patterson in just because, you know, he's been good. But I, I don't think – and he's played more, obviously. You know, we've seen more of him than the other guys. But I, I think this week on its own, I, I would go with Warren. Yeah, I think so. Let me see. Where, where do I have Warren? I think you I said you Warren... had him at eight. 18 or 19? I have been, so I have Pacheco 18, Jalen Warren 19, and Zonovan Knight at 20. Um, so I have Jalen Warren one spot ahead of Zonovan Knight only because his I think his work is guaranteed this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the offense just isn't as good. I think the Jets' offense is actually better than the Steelers' offense at this point with Mike White there. Oh my god! Um, yeah. So you know, and they can get some good opportunity. I think it's going to be a good game between the Jets yeah. and Minnesota. So uh, if you're looking for upside, I would go with Bam Knight. If you're looking for a floor, especially in PPR, I would go Jalen Warren. The thing about the Jets is they're literally the definition of a QB away. And we saw that with Mike White. You know, Mike White doesn't have to be fantastic, even though he was very good. Zach Wilson, you just can't have you you can't have Zach Wilson. You can't have that type of play with the Jets. They'll win games as long as the quarterback doesn't turn over and throw for 70 something yards a game. Yeah. And I don't Car- know. I know you're a Jets fan. I don't know your thoughts on Zach Wilson, but you know, I just crapped all over him. So Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Go ahead. Just cr- crap away, dude. Crap away, honestly. Like I'm, I'm happy. I mean, listen, man. If Mike White can do his thing, bye, bye, Zach. Yeah, Wilson, not you. Bye, bye, <laughs> bye, bye. I'll be, I'll uh, be the most popular Zach by the time you know Zach Wilson gets. He's off the roster, so I hope so, <laughs> because that means that Mike, Mike White did his thing. Yeah. Um, Alex Martinez is asking Derek Carr, Deshaun Watson, or Fields. Pick one. Uh, you know, if I have Fields, I'm playing him. You know, yeah. over Watson. I think it's pretty easy for me. I, I I don't want I don't want to just guess what Watson's going to do this week. We can we know what Fields is capable of, even though he's banged up. He got a full practice yesterday. I'm just going to roll with Fields. That that gives me hope that he could come back and just look like Justin Fields from before. Yeah. you know the full practice. If he was limited all week, I'd be worried about. It. But if he practices mm-hmm. in full I, on I don't Thursday, think yeah, I don't think it's going to be bad. I think we have a better chance of seeing the Fields that we love, you know, than what we saw earlier this season. And Derek actually, Carr, he's, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 you go, you go. Derek Carr, he's in a good matchup. You know, it's going to probably be high scoring, but it's Derek Carr. <laughs> he doesn't, he, he doesn't oh, yeah. have a huge ceiling at all, even with Devontae Adams um, there. I don't like his ceiling. Justin Fields is way higher. He's not even on my radar. Yeah. Especially, it, I'll, I'll start Deshaun Watson ahead of Derek Carr pretty easily. Yeah. Um, But yeah, okay. We, you were going to say something, I forget. I was going to say that I moved Justin Fields up, but then I looked at my rankings and I didn't. I oh. still have him. I still have Justin Fields at six ahead of Lamar Jackson, Geno Smith, and Trevor Lawrence this week. Mm-hmm. I think he could, he's fine at six. It's good maybe news. I, that maybe he, I did move him up. Maybe I had him under Jackson this week. I think no, I did. he no, no, he was at six. He was there. I think okay, he was, so. Okay. The thing about Justin Fields, you know, I think he's fine at six too, just because you know that's an encouraging report, but we still want to see. You know, yeah. I mean, I have Herbert over him, Burrow, you know, and, and the usual suspects before yeah. him. Um. Okay. Let's see. I'm trying to get some some questions that we haven't really talked about. Here we go. Mason's asking. Mason Rayner, thanks for the question. Would you start Jalen Warren over Olave at flex if Najee can't go? I I, I think Warren has a higher floor. You know. Yeah. Um. You know, Olave has had a high a, a decent floor too, but this is a tough one. I I would. Man, this is tough here. I I think I lean Warren by a hair. This one's a little bit easier for me. You know, okay. the Saints offense is coming off a, a bad game. You know, and the Bucks defense, they're not fantastic, but they're good enough to give him trouble. You know, especially with Andy Dalton, their quarterback, he's looked not good after being good against that. Remember that game against the Cardinals where they were actually on fire. But, um, and that little stretch of games after it. But I think this one's pretty easy for me, Warren. I think that his workload is going to be locked in. Um, Alave needs to have a lot of things go right with Andy Dalton if he wants to have a good game. And um, I, I trust Warren more this week at flex. Yeah, I, I would say so as well. Also, Benny Snell popped up on the injury report with a knee, and he was limited yesterday. So that's something that's interesting that I want to 
kind of keep an eye out for. I don't know if the Steelers, the Steelers haven't said anything yet, uh, but something to to look out for. Because if Snell is out also, I mean, he's going to get, Jalen Warren's going to get all of the work. I don't think McFarlane's going to eat into that too much. Right. Uh, let's see. Let's look at some more questions here. Um, John Patrizzi is asking, McLaurin, Evans, or Zeke, full PPR? Uh, I'm leaving think- Zeke out of this discussion. I'm okay. not really considering him. Okay, uh, so between point. McLaurin and Evans, who are you going with? I would have to go with McLaurin, I think. The way Taylor Heineke feeds him the ball. Me too. Um, Mike Evans is not getting fed the ball, and that's been the problem. We talked about that with Chris Godwin being the anti-Evans, you know, getting all the targets. And Mike Evans, he's just not getting he's not getting the targets. He's not getting the catches either. You know, he said it was nine. I think he had nine targets last week, and he only caught two of them. That's yeah. bad. So – I think McLaurin at this point, you know, he's on a bit more of a hot streak and it hasn't been extremely hot. It's not blazing hot. He's not scary Terry, but Terry McLaurin, you know, he's going to be fine in a, in a division matchup. You know, as long as Terrell Heineke's playing, I like McLaurin a lot more than I did before. And McLaurin's a wide receiver too for me every week with, with Heineke at quarterback. I agree. Um, McLaurin runs 50% of his routes from the left perimeter and the giants have given up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers lining up on that left perimeter over the last four weeks and over the last eight weeks. So he has a pretty good matchup on that yeah. left side. Let's see. Um, McLaurin, Jeff Wilson, or Christian Watson? Uh, I have Christian Watson over all these guys this week. Yeah, I, I would go with Christian Watson here. Jeff Wilson's going to have a tough time. You know, if I think if the Dolphins are going to move the ball, and they will, it's going to be through the air. And Jeff Wilson might have a rough go of it. Against oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't say the person's name. Connor Cohn. Thanks for the question, buddy. Appreciate you. Alex Martinez is asking, was that my stomach? I have no idea. Did you, did you hear that just now? Someone might have opened I, the door at my house. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. I it might I have been, like, yeah. I haven't eaten yet. Like, I'm doing this whole intermittent <laughs> fasting. I'm doing this whole intermittent fasting thing, so I wonder if that was my stomach growling oh, man. just now. I mean, it is almost 1 o'clock Eastern time. I haven't eaten since 9. No, I haven't eaten since 8 o'clock Eastern time yesterday. So it's been 8 o'clock yesterday? Yeah, man. so that's, oh, that's p.m., right? So, like. That's 16 hours, 17 hours. It, it will be 17 eight. hours yeah. by the time this is done. Yeah. Yeah. As you said, go eight to eight. That's 12. And then to yep. one, that's five. Yeah. 17 hours. Man. Yeah. Solid. Solid. Um, Alex is asking I own Wilson Jr. and Mostert. Should I drop Mostert for Z- Zamir White? I, I'm, I'm not sure what the point is, uh, what the point would be of this, right? Because yeah. I, I'd rather have Wilson and Mostert because if, if Mostert ends up getting hurt, you have Wilson. You know, if to Wilson start. gets hurt, you have Mostert. Yeah. 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 And you're gonna start Wilson regardless, but like if Wilson ends up getting hurt, at least you have Mostert and what he was doing before Wilson got there, which was a solid RB two every single week. And I get the allure with Zamir White. You know, if Josh Jacobs anything would happen to him, he is coming off that calf injury. We're not sure how he's gonna look, but I don't think it's gonna keep him from playing at all. You know, it's one thing if Josh Jacobs misses, then I'd consider maybe picking up Zamir White. You could drop Mostert if that was the case and you needed somebody, but it looks like Josh Jacobs is going to play. So I'll just leave things as is in that situation. Yeah. Remember, Jeff Wilson also is not the epitome of health. Yeah. Okay. So just keep right. that in mind. Like, he's not like he's Iron Man. He's been, sometimes he gets hurt too. So just keep that in mind. He's, he's been on a good run. He's been on a good run. He's stayed This healthy. is a good question by uh, Pharaon. Fa- Pharaoni. I have no idea. <laughs> it's Rashad like White. <laughs> I think it's a noodle. Rashad White or DeAndre Swift, rest of season? I'm going with DeAndre Swift. Me too. Yeah, because because he doesn't need an injury in order for him to do his thing. Yeah, and and assuming this way that he's trending, it was very slight the trend upward last week. But if he picks up any traction, he gets more touches this week. You know, he could be back up and running to his mid to high RB two status by time fantasy playoffs are here, which is week fifteen, right? That's when they start. Yep. So yeah, so I, I like DeAndre Swift definitely rest of the season, especially with the way the lines are playing. They're actually in games. You know, they're not as bad. Derek Cruz has a tough, tough question. This is an embarrassment of riches here, Derek. Okay. Yeah. He needs to bench one. He needs to bench Jamar Chase, AJ Brown, Christian Kirk, or Keenan Allen. This must be a six man league. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, or you drafted very well. I don't know. You traded, maybe. I'm not sure. This might seem a little crazy, but if you're trying to go safe, like, are you benching AJ Brown here? If, if you're trying, if to, go trying to go super safe, super yeah. safe. Oh, wait, who the Eagles play? The Titans. The guy that I'm benching, like if this is me, the guy that I'm benching here is Keenan Allen. Okay, I'm starting Jamar Chase, 
every single week. I'm starting AJ Brown every single week. Yeah. And I love the matchup so much for Christian Kirk. And we saw what he's been able to do in good matchups out of the slot that I'm starting him over Keenan Allen. But I don't want to bench any of these guys. Who are you benching? I would bench Christian Kirk. And, you know, you go. people might, you know, come at me. They're like, Zach, you know, you're just benching the guy that has the least notoriety around his name. Well, no, not necessarily. <laughs> I think Keenan Allen, you know, he's missed games, obviously, but he came back and he looked good. Justin Herbert obviously likes to own him. Keenan Allen changes the way Herbert plays for the better. And it's really, you know, just noticeable. This is not a Justin Herbert question, Zach. Oh, it's not. It's not. But I'm saying <laughs> with Justin Herbert playing like Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen's value goes up too. It's a mutual. You know why you're you know why you're keeping Keenan, Keenan Allen in this in this lineup? Because you want to make sure that Justin Herbert has Keenan Allen. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's been tremendous. And that's what I okay, I'm done. I'm not talking about Justin Herbert. I can beat that horse all day. But with Christian Kirk, he's oh. been he's done this thing. He tends to have Good games, and then he does a disappearing act. And A.J. Brown has been a little bit quiet recently. But, you know, we talk about him. Yeah, I think he's going up against his former team. He's going to have – he's going to be out on a mission, you know, to have a good game. I don't think he has another quiet game like he's had the past few weeks. And like you said, he shouldn't be throwing up all of his guts th- this week. So That's true. And, and Jamar Chase is an easy start. There's no question about you're never going to sit Jamar Chase if he's playing. Especially in this matchup. Yeah, against the Chiefs. Like I said, we, we, we don't need to remind you, even though we did yesterday, about 55 points last season against the Chiefs. So we got uh, a few minutes left. Let's get to some rapid fire. Let's just let, without much explanation, let's just get through a bunch of these questions, all right? Yeah. Mike, our producer is asking, uh pick one flex flex pick. Matt Collins, Nico Collins, or Jalen Warren. We're going Jalen Warren here pretty easily. Yeah, Jalen Warren. Jose Urbano is asking, should I drop Cooper Cup? Yes. Yes. Mhm. Rafael is asking, you didn't have Kamara in your top 10. Wondering if I should go Pacheco over Kamara. I would not. I would not either. I, no. I, would, I, I would not. I, it's tempting. I know. <laughs> it's tempting. I know. You talk about the roles, but this is the thing. Kamara is still Alvin Kamara. And I did this thing earlier in the season where I said, Kamara isn't going to be Kamara anymore. And then he did it. So I'm not saying that's going to be the case. It's just because we're saying that he's bad, that he's going to do well. But Alvin Kamara in this offense, if anybody's going to be moving him downfield, it's going to be Alvin Kamara. I think he has a workload that's much more appealing, that's much more locked in than Isaiah Pacheco. Even though Pacheco, it looks like he's going to get maybe a higher workload this week, I think Kamara can do more with it. He's a better receiving talent. Guess how many spots I have uh, Kamara over Pacheco? Two. One. All right. I was going to go with one, but then I was like, hmm, that was too easy. And if I remember, I, I remember putting the graphics together for it. I didn't think it was that close, but I guess it was. D- Alex, is a- Alex is saying, dang, 10 minutes to answer one question. Shaking my head. I hope they take as much time on my questions as they do with all the other questions. Well, Alex, too bad, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> nah, if, you, Anderson, if you got questions, slide in the DMs. I'll answer you. You know, Anderson, uh, appreciate the, the, the super, super chat. Uh, Olave or Watson PPR? I'm going Olave there. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going Watson there. Excuse me. I'm going yeah, Watson over say, Olave. Personally. I was say, Olave? <laughs> um, definitely Watson. Damian Pierce or Pollard? Are we both going Pollard here? I think we are. I think you have to go with Pollard. The, the offense is just so much better. And you know, you don't want to just you know dumb it down to that being the reason for starting a player, but Pierce has been suffering from that since I think I mentioned it. You know, a couple of weeks ago where I said, you know, you might want to sell him. And I said that this offense is going to hold him back. He's been suffering big time. So there's already free Damian Pierce posts coming out. I've seen a couple of those. It's like <laughs> he just got drafted this year. And it's the Texans. What did you expect? But, yeah, I think this one's easy. I'd start Pollard. The receiving upside is much, much better. And that's 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 going to be worlds better than, you know, 10 carries for 10 yards from Pierce. Oh, my goodness. What a projection for, da- for Damian Pierce. Um, he also has Jawan Johnson as his tight end, and Conklin is not available. Uh, so that sucks. Sucks for you, buddy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe you can, maybe you can uh, comment on the next post, which, which will be up in about an hour or so, and then you can let me know like who else is unavailable, who else is available on your waiver wire, then we can go, kind of go from there. But yeah. appreciate you, man. Um, let's check out some other questions here. Should I trade Fournette or Rashad White? Fournette or Rashad White for Pollard or Zeke. Yeah. Uh, I would do any of those. Honestly, I would trade Fournette or Rashad White for Pollard. Mm-hmm. I would trade Fournette and Rashad White 
for Pollard um, if you need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I straight up would. I, I think that makes sense. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. When you said Fournette or White for Pollard, I was going to say and, and then you beat me to the punch, but it's fine. L.A. Stoner again, Christian Watson or Bam Knight. I'm going Christian Watson. Yep, Watson. Okay. Who should I – oh, we, we did that. Let's see. Should I stream the – Philip is asking. Should I stream the Seahawks defense this week against the Rams? I had the 49ers, but don't trust them against the Dolphins offense. I think I think that's the right call. Yeah. I think I'm starting the Seahawks over the 49ers this week. If they can get any types of turnovers, they're going to be fine. This offense is not going to be scoring points. You know, the way scoring usually works for defenses is, you know, points allowed. You don't have to worry about a whole lot of that this week. Connor Cohn, Lawrence over Fields. Would you be okay with this? No. If you were worried about Fields a little bit? No, you wouldn't be okay no. with this. Even if I'm I worried. Agree. Yeah, in no world, at least right now, the way things stand, am I starting Trevor Lawrence over Justin Fields? Desmond is asking, is Josh Jacobs going to produce half of what he did last week? I hope so. Well, Faraz is projecting so, at least on the ground, over 91 rush so. yards. I'm projecting so. less than less than what he did last I – mean, less than half of what he did last week. So yeah. I would hope that he does at least at least half. Aaron Aaron Henderson's asking, how do you feel about Gerald Everett's matchup? <laughs> Gerald Everett's matchup? I we, did. Yeah, you almost did. Well, I, I think I did it with him too. Yeah, I think I you think did. I did it with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he said – I remember he put in the chat, he's like, I get that all the time. You know, it happens <laughs> yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that's right. But, Gerald Everett's matchup, I think the matchup is good, but we haven't seen the production. You know, he just hasn't been getting the targets. The route participation is down. It's not where you want it to be. And that's been our problem with him all season. You know, you want to rank him high. And we have him ranked relatively high, but it's easy to be ranked as a tight end nine with the tight end landscape the way it is. So uh, I think that the matchup is good. I wouldn't be surprised to see him do well, but he'd have to be pretty efficient because, like we said, he's not on the field, um, you know, almost half the time. That's the problem. I, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. Desmond is also asking Amari, Kamara, or Metcalf. Pick one. I want to go with Amari Cooper, but this is a good matchup for the Ram- for the Seahawks against the Rams. And I think Metcalf, he's looked good. I-, I think that he can I think he can get it done. So I might go Metcalf here because I don't know what Deshaun Watson looks like. Like we said, it's gonna be a run fest in Houston this week. It's gonna be Damian Pierce versus the, the Browns. So <laughs> I think we'll that's what it's going to be. I think I agree with you. Um, no, you mean you mean Nick Chubb against the Browns? Is that, is that what no, you, no, not wait. against the Browns. So it's Damian Pierce. It's going to be a run fest. Both teams are going to be running the ball. Oh, that's all they I, can do because the I, Browns I will be saying. running the ball. You know, with success with Nick Chubb, and then their answer for the for the Texans to the Browns is going to be run Damian Pierce at them, and that's all it's going to be. I, uh, I could have said that a little bit better, but yeah, they're just that's it's fine. just going to be run plays on top of run plays. I think this week between the Browns and the Texans. DK Metcalf runs 62% of his routes on that left perimeter. And the Rams have given up the second most fantasy points to that left side where he runs most of his routes from this year. Yeah. And the fourth most over the last four weeks. So good matchup for DK. I'm rolling with DK as well with this question. Okay. Right. Should I trade Fournette straight up for Najee Harris? I have Jalen Warren. I think I would. You think? I mean, why would you trade for Najee? Um, I guess you're right. I would because yeah, I, I think, think the way they're trending, yes, I, I would. Yeah, it took me a minute there. I got it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I would have more, more. If the Bucks' offense was like this juggernaut, like it was last year, yeah, then I wouldn't because I would trust Fournette more to even get it done, even in the fifty-fifty split. Yeah, but I think Najee Harris, when he comes back, he's going to get you know. Seventy-five percent of the work. Uh, I'm. I, I, that's why I, I lean. I lean Najee here the rest yeah. of the season. Um, let's see. Here's here. I got one. If you want, yeah, one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Go for it. So this one, Saquon or ETN, and he already has C- CMC and Walker. So I'm assuming this would be for a flex. But Saquon or ETN, who would you start between these two? ETN. I have ETN as my RB six on the week. Yeah. I know you have I love, Saquon. I love ETN this week. You have Saquon, what a lot of people would consider criminally low. I, I know that people have been kind of, you know, you said coming at you for that one. Yeah, I have my 13 this week. Saquon. Yeah, 13. that's not bad. Not All bad. right. Uh, that's it, guys. Uh, we're gonna, you know what? Let's do one more. Let's do one more. All right. I'm trying to get to as many questions as I can, guys. I'm sorry if I didn't get to your question. Um, I, I really apologize. We're going to try to get to everybody as much as we can. Um, but let's get to one more question. Keep P. Ryan or drop. Do you see a good one? 
No, no. Well, now I can't. I have to do this one because I started it. He'd yeah, be so yeah. pissed. He'd be like, "How dare you <laughs> start to answer my question and How then stop?" Dare you? Would you keep Samaje P Ryan or drop him for Jalen Warren? You have to drop him for Jalen Warren, and then do you play him over Pacheco for safety? Yeah. I think yeah. Warren might be have a higher floor in PPR leagues, but I think I'm still playing Pacheco over Warren, though, personally. I, I think I could see that. I'd still play Warren, though. And yeah, I know I, it might seem like I have a thing against, you know, Pacheco, but no. he's he is primarily a running back. You know, he's an early down back. He gets the rushing attempts. He doesn't get the receiving attempts. And if this is a high-scoring game, I think that Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow are going to be the ones going at it. It's not going to be Joe Mixon versus Isaiah Pacheco in this game. It's going to be the receivers and the quarterbacks doing their thing, scoring touchdowns, I think. That's just me. So Isaiah Pacheco, I think he could just kind of see himself phased out of the game plan because of the game script. This is the last question that we're going to have on this podcast. Elijah Castro, start two, Cordell Patterson, Tony Pollard, DeAndre Swift, Bam Knight in a super flex. I mean, not that it matters. There's no. no quarterbacks here. I'm going Pollard and Bam Knight, personally. I was going to go Pollard and Swift just because this could be the week. But I think Knight is a much safer pick. Swift has more upside. But I agree with Pollard. I- I'd leave Cordero Patterson on the bench with these guys on your roster. That's what I would do. All right. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. I think this was great. Thank you so much for the, all the engagement, all the questions, and making this what it is. Um, again, uh, underdog fantasy you know if you can sign up if you want to sign up and uh, you just make sure you use code upper hand because you'll be able to uh, double your first deposit up to 100 dollars. Uh, i already laid out a bunch of my picks for this weekend uh, you guys can take a look at all the other picks that, that that they offer this week and you can make your own decisions to see like you know what you like and what you don't like we already know fantasy so it's like when you're already studying for fantasy when you already know what's going on it kind of makes things easier when yeah. it comes to this no, stuff so absolutely so yeah all right guys take it easy uh have a great weekend uh we'll be i'll be back sunday morning with some start sits uh on instagram live so you can check me out there i might come back on youtube as well i gotta figure things out but we'll see all right appreciate you guys have a great weekend um and by the way one thing if you can subscribe to the podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, that would mean the world to us thank you okay that's it promise bye-bye see ya